Hey yo, welcome back to AIW's The Card is Going to Change. My name is Ronald Two Legs, and I am joined today by a cast of AIW characters. Uh, today, right now, one of the guys with the microphone, the Duke. Yeah, live, live at DW3. <laughs> Duke W3. Well, I'm about to watch uh, the Royal Rumble 2024. Yeah, it's... Uh it's a little echo. It's it's such a palatial estate in here. It's a little echoey. I'm getting well, the a ceiling's echo. real high, so it's you're getting that uh, reverberation probably. <laughs> yeah. Try and take some of this out here. All right. So one of the topics we were going to talk about is uh, special guests, AIW special guests that have came through, and that's kind of why we handed the mic to you first, Duke. You're one of the guys who kind of handles a lot of uh, you know. Our- Oh, well, we, we got all You're not holding the microphone. There. Yeah, uh, as always, joined by AIW's John Thorne. Yeah, we we only have two microphones for the podcast setup because the other ones were stolen when my car was stolen. So we haven't replaced them. When's yet. the last time you guys did a, a live microphone need necessary podcast? When uh, we did it at the third place. Oh, oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How, that was a. I that mean, was, that ta- was tax day. Tax day podcast. Because that, that was my no, last day. Yeah, was it? That's why we were out. I was celebrating. Yeah. So that's that was not even last year though. I think it was the year before. Yeah. Oh yeah, it wasn't last year. Yeah. yeah so. Uh, but uh, as uh, Mr. Two Legs was getting ready to say, we uh, we decided a good topic since we're here at the DW3 uh, establishment. <laughs> not a. No, uh, no cheesy potato wedges available on the menu. Though, Come on, unfortunately. I, got, I got pizza. I got tenders. I got JoJo's. You chips. got Pizza Hut. Pizza. What do you, dude, that's what's wrong with Pizza Hut? Pizza awful. What do you want me to get? Little Caesars? Uh, that's better than Pizza Hut. No, you're high. You're uh, high right now. Okay. Crazy bread, dude. <laughs> no drugs. No drugs allowed in DW3. What are you doing? No, Pizza Hut is awful. You can quote me on that. Oh. Uh, we were uh, talking about. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're... Sorry, we. We got distracted by by a very angry Ahmed Johnson eliminating himself and running out of the rumble. Yes. Well, speaking of which, that's a good segue. Yeah. Uh, we decided to. It's been a while. I, I don't think we've done something like this, you know, since uh, you know Biggins was on the podcast. But talking about special guests uh, that have come through AW or we've we've been around. Ahmed Johnson was uh, kind of one. He was supposed to be one. Well, he was. He was uh, signing autographs at the Hartful Flea Market, but did not get anywhere near the ring. No, all. but he he was on the posters, wasn't he? Like, well, was it? Of course, he was on the posters. Yeah. But we were saved. We were saved that day. That was the same day, wasn't it? By the great Savio Vega, wasn't it? The Different same days. Day? Different days. Oh, that's yeah. right. We did have two shows there. That day that you're talking about was uh, with uh, Duke the Dumpster Drossy and Savio Vega. That's right. And I feel like maybe somebody else was there that day, but I can't remember. I thought Ahmed was there. Ahmed was supposed to be there. Oh, okay. And he maybe no- that was it. He no-showed, and they brought us back. But uh, I guess we can go into that one. Uh, you, uh, you tang- I don't have a lot. I, uh, I, you tangled with Savio I that did. day. I did tangle with Savio, but I didn't set it up. Like, I don't know. I know you guys talked to him more than I did, um, and you convinced him to do it. So then as we were putting everything together in the back, he came back, and I think he – he he was excited about doing it, but I don't think he was excited about learning anything about who we were or what what like what what our, what our names were, what the company name was. He was like, "All right, here's what," we're, and he says, "Here's what we're gonna do." So you guys do your thing, and I'll come out. And he laid it all out, and we're like, "All right, cool." And I think Chase, I think you had to prompt him with the name of the company before he went went down the went down the ramp or went down the walkway and um once he got in there he was cool uh he beat up eric and then he beat he beat up uh another guy too somebody did a i figured oh i beat up first guy beat up was the guy from the flea market he wanted yeah the he wanted to get in on it yeah and was all excited about getting beat up um so i beat him up and then savio made the save because savio was that guy was signing Savio's checks. Shout out to Hastel Toys. Is that what it is? Yeah, okay. He's legendary in the uh, in the toy uh, toy toy space. Well, he wanted to become legendary in the wrestling space. He was all fired up about it. There was a re- there was recently a uh, video of him uh, with his shirt off getting chopped by Matt Cardona floating around floating around social media about a week or two ago. That is probably the least and surprising thing I've heard. He was also with Savio Vega. He was also with Savio Vega there. <laughs> Hey, Savio Vega tried to hook up with us three or four times after we booked him, so Savio, Savio cracked the code to get booked by that guy again, I guess. Um, but uh, Savio was super cool. Uh, we did a little promo 
after he beat up Eric, I did a little promo with him um, and uh, gave me that thrust kick that he's you know so known for, stupid Savio. <laughs> and uh, everybody loved it. Everybody cheered. And he said, what did he say? Support these guys because he didn't he didn't know who we were. Yeah, Chase. Uh, we are joined by Chase <laughs> Oliver as well. You you had to tell him the name of the promotion, right? Yeah, he comes to the up the ramp and then he pulls off uh, Dustin or Thorne's headset and he just starts putting over the company, which was the funniest thing to me. And he's just like, "Yeah, you know, we're we're here at the Hartville and uh, and and support these guys." And he leans over and he's like, "What's the name of the promotion?" <laughs> and Thorne's like, "AIW." And he goes, "Oh yeah, 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 support AIW." Um, incredible shit. <laughs> See, that's that's what I mean. He was excited about doing it. He wasn't excited about knowing anything about what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no, he was he was good. That was a, that was kind of impromptu. That just kind of that just kind of happened. Got pulled together. So that was it was fun. Everybody liked it. It was cool. It's always cool to be in there with with a quote unquote legend. Um, so I didn't want don't want to leave him out. We are also joined by Derek Dillinger is here in the room as well. If you'd like to say hi, Derek. Hello, guys. I want to leave you holding the microphone for me. It's really nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay, you're done. I didn't want to leave him just sitting over there. You know, I didn't want to leave him out. So, um, so out of all the guests we've had, who would you have to say is your all time favorite that you've worked with? I mean, it's a long list I mean, of guys. Terry Funk, notwithstanding, because that's the answer for everything, and so I've said it a million times. Yeah. Um. God, I think I don't know because the the Ted DiBiase one was cool because he got physical yeah. and he like he went from I don't want to do anything to well if I'm feeling like it I'll take this bump yeah. and then sure enough he fucking did it and it was it, that was cool but I think <laughs> I think doing the doing the promo with Ricky Steamboat and getting him to break in the while I was doing it, like getting him to like legit start laughing, mm -hmm. I think that's that was probably the coolest thing. And plus, you're getting chopped by him. I mean, yeah. the only negative was he couldn't do arm drags, but getting chopped by Ricky Steamboat is pretty high in the list of uh, of, of stuff. So, would DiBiase be kind of your answer for somebody who you'd say like maybe somebody a name you heard that you thought oh maybe this guy maybe won't do a lot, and then they turned out to do you know turned out to really work out and do well, a bunch for the thing. The thing about it is, is that like the Steamboat thing just kind. That kind of happened day of, mm -hmm. and you know credit to Thorne because that was I had just broken up with my girlfriend at the time, and so I was like really sad and emo and everything, just paying people in dreams, and being 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 totally fucking ridiculous, and so he you know, got a girlfriend. How about Ricky Steamboat? <laughs> yeah, he set it up. He goes, he goes. All right, we're gonna you you and Steamboat are gonna do something. And then later on, it came out as because because you're being a sad fuck, so that's why I set this up. Are you sad? Let me introduce you to Ricky the Dragon. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so that that was the cool part. But the DiBiase thing was cooler because I actually got to set the whole thing up. Like I wore, I made sure I wore a suit that day when I wrestled. I made sure I brought a hundred dollar bill. To, because that was his gimmick. I made sure I brought one so I could fuck with him. So I had all this stuff planned that I wanted to do, and I was able to do all of it. So I think getting – and then also him being you got, physical. You got you to give a little credit to Fonzie, though, on that day. Fonzie was, yeah. really, Fonzie was really buttering him up, Daddy. Yeah, Fonzie, because we were talking to him. First of all, super cool guy, DiBiase, telling all kinds of stories about – Junk about him and the junkyard dog that were best friends. I didn't know that he was his he best, was best man. man at his wedding. Yeah, and um, and then the, he was talking about back in the day when the 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 show where he had to turn on dog, and he went out and he had like four flat tires, or the guy that was driving him had four flat tires because they knew that he was driving them and they were so mad at him for turning on on uh, JYD. But so he's telling these stories and everything else, and then I think you went up to him and said and asked him if he wanted to do something and he was kind of like eh, maybe and then Fonzie like totally worked on him and told him that we were good people and we weren't gonna you know make him look stupid or whatever or anything and so then he's all about it and then I'm telling him my idea and I'm like well let's do this and then and then you put me in the million dollar dream like I'll give you the hundred bucks for you to get out of the ring you give me the million dollar dream put the hundred bucks in my mouth and all you know all that stuff and then he's like all right he goes yeah that that's cool. He goes, well, you know, throw these punches and turn around, and when you when I when I duck, I'll hook you. 
And he goes, he goes, I'll hook you. And then he's like, if I feel like it, maybe I'll go down with it. I'll take a like a like a, a Russian leg sweep bump with it or something. And I'm like, hey man, <laughs> whatever you want to do is fine with me. And so we get out there and he's got me in the thing and I'm fighting. He goes, All right, let's go. And he just goes back. And I was just like, this is fucking sweet as shit. <laughs> and and so then and then he he takes the hundred dollar bill out and sticks, stuffs it in my mouth, and then goes to leave and then turns around and He's like, nah, I'm not. That's a waste, and takes it out of my mouth and leaves with it. So it was, it was cool. Derek has something he'd like to add. My favorite part of this whole story is that he actually did steal your hundred dollar bill, and you never got it back. That's my favorite part of the whole story. Just yes, I did. I got it back. No, no. I got it. <laughs> I okay, he well, it. I got a hundred dollar bill back, so maybe it wasn't the same one, but he, I did get it back. <laughs> but yeah, that one, that was cool. Just. You know what else is cool is when you broke up with your girlfriend and I replaced her with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> well, that one was cool because because I was like, when we're backstage, I mean, it's fucking Ricky Steamboat, you know? And so it's, I'm it's like, like, fuck, I lost my girlfriend, but this is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. <laughs> All right. I told the story once <laughs> to give you credit. Why don't you take the dead horse and throw it in the garbage so I can get on with the story? Um... I tried to give you credit and you ruined it. Uh, but anyway, so I'm like, I'm talking to him and he goes, he's going to go out there and cut it. Cause it was right when Ric Flair got sick and was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And so he was like, I'm going to cut a promo about Ric Flair and blah, blah, blah. And then I'll mention WrestleMania three and that'll be your cue. And that's when you come out. And so I was like, do you care what I say? Mm-hmm. He said, no, you can say whatever you want. Because I had this in the back of my head about what I was going to, how I, what I was going to say and how I was going to word it and everything. And he uh, he's like, no, it's cool. Say whatever you want. So we get out there, and I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping on the crowd and everything else. And then Steamboat starts in on me. And he wasn't – he jumped ahead to, to the end of it, and he wasn't going to let me say the line that I had planned. But I was like, fuck it, I'm saying it anyway. So I made sure to get it out. And it was something about, because uh, he was he was saying, everybody comes out here and tries to make a name off Ricky Steamboat and everything else. And I said, no, Ricky. I said, I said you're great. I said, I love everything about you, everything you've done. I go, you've done so many things I've never done. And I was like, including lose to the honky tonk man. <laughs> and he just, he bent over in the ring. And just came up and had a big smile on his face. And Steve Guy said, yeah, he was totally cracking up. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, you get when you get to fucking bump and feed and take chops from Ricky Steamboat with dress shoes on and not fall down <laughs> either, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a pretty cool moment, too. Expensive dress shoes. <laughs> oh, of course. Come on, who are we talking about? That's right. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was a cool one, too. Is there anybody uh, is what's what's the short list look like of people you want to bring in or is there anybody you've been like championing to Thorne to bring in for a while anybody you've had on like your radar that you really want him to bring in that he hasn't yet I, I don't know if there's any if, if I'd be able to do anything with him but I've been on Thorne for a few years now to bring in one man gang one man yeah, I was gonna say that's the one, one man gang was one of my all time favorites and I know he's still alive and he doesn't move very well but. I talked. Uh, I I tried like sometime last year or early. Yeah, early last year maybe, and it, <laughs> they were just like, no, it, yeah. like it, it, we'll let you know if he ever wants to do something. Yeah, I know. I, he's. I mean, he hasn't. I know. He did, I don't think he flies. I think he drives everywhere. Yeah, so. he did. I know he did Jakarta a few years ago, and I don't know if he's done anything. He might have done a convention or two since. He then, does but, conventions all the time. Does but, he? Uh, he doesn't do like he doesn't he hasn't worked in I don't know how long but I yeah he's him and I know and this isn't really anybody on a list per se but I know it's somebody we tried who I think would be a good get and we actually just talked about Luego is Hacksaw I think Hacksaw would be a good get yeah if we um, tried if we've tried a couple times it just never <laughs> never works out uh, I just kind of remembered a kind of a funny story is do you remember that. With Scott Hall, we had it all set up. Oh, I was going to tell the story. I know exactly oh, what you're yeah, going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we got it all set up with Scott Hall, where we're going to do the. Uh, he's he's going to cut the promo, and it was it was myself, Eric, Mikey, Tuan, and Parker 
we're a group. Party Parker. And uh, and we're going to go out there and interrupt them. And then uh, Scott Hall and I will say a couple things back and forth. I think it was PME and I forget who the other team. What is that? Oh, maybe Weird World come out and they basically four on four schmas sets up a match. Scott Hall does nothing. Like we kind of like, you know, bump into each other in the corner and then we get out of the ring so he doesn't have to do anything and then they have a match. And the whole time backstage, Parker, unbeknownst to anyone, is angling He pitches his own He pitches angle. his own angle for him him to do something. And Scott Hall's like all about it. He's like, oh yeah. He goes, I'm gonna work with this kid over here. I'm like, no, 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 that's not how that's not how we're doing it. I go, he's he's kind of gone off on his own on that. He go, I'm he, I'm the guy that's in charge of of this group, so it's gonna be me and you. He he's went like, off, oh, okay. So he <laughs> not, he didn't even go off on his own in the back. During the meet and greet, Parker, who had obviously been drinking no, went went just went to Scott Hall's table and like pitches in. He he had he had brought all these toothpicks with him and he pitches this thing where he's like he's gonna throw toothpicks at Scott Hall and like he gives him this elaborate thing and Scott Hall's like, well yeah yeah okay. Scott Hall's all, he's about, all about it. So then when we tell him the Duke thing, Party Parker had already pitched him on this other whole thing. So he's like, well. No, this kid already told me. We have this whole toothpick yeah, he's like, spot he's like, worked out. He's like, that's not the guy I'm working with. It's more working with this guy. And we're like, no. He's like, I want to work with the young kid, you know, the young big kid. And uh, so, like, he was a little disappointed. <laughs> I, was, I was like, Parker, you son of a bitch. Yeah, he, he totally went in the business for himself and was just like, yeah. he, he bought all these toothpicks. He had all this shit with him. Didn't tell me he was pitching it. Didn't tell no. anybody. Just no. went directly to Scott Hall and, and, and pitched it at his table. And I credit where it's due, he convinced Scott Hall to do it. I mean, Scott Hall said yes. So, But, I, you know, I don't know about that. But, uh, yeah, so he was another one. Um, Cowboy Bob Orton. Uh, we got him what, to actually wrestle. Was one, yeah. He act, he act, we got we him to wrestle. Him into wrestling that day. We had a uh, me, Manson, Jock against uh, Swaggle, PB, and uh, and uh, Cowboy, Cowboy Bob. Bob. Swaggle hitting the cutter in front of him too in the middle of that match was top tier shit. Cowboy Bob in the back just getting ready was hilarious. He's it was just, an RKO. It wasn't a cutter. Yeah, he just he just putting his trunks on. You could tell he's like. Oh, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> yeah. But he was he was cool. He didn't do much, uh, but he he was fun. You know that that was an interesting because uh, that was the day we had the uh, the convention or whatever. Who who was kind of like the liaison to get him like comfortable for that one? Was it was did Swaggle kind of help with that or like you said <laughs> you know was Fonzie? It you or was it, I, I don't remember. Or was he just kind of willing to play ball and kind of? I think he going? was. I think he was, and it was just like. Just yeah. like all you got to do is kind of stand there. He got the hot tag and he swoggle definitely helped for sure. Yeah, he bumped a couple of us and you know that was it. He didn't do really hardly anything. I mean, of all the people that were there, it was great for him. I mean, if we could have got Uncle Fred to do it, the Shockmaster, that would have that would have been cool. Booker had his uh, stopwatch, so he wasn't doing anything. He wasn't doing nothing. Yeah. Um, I forget who else was there. Oh, Joel. Joel, he was on the he, show. Yeah, he did something. Joel Gertner. Kelly, Kelly, show. man, she didn't do nothing on the show. That was a rough ride. Oh yeah, you drove. Kelly I drove Kelly. her from her hotel up here down to down to Akron. She did not want to have a conversation with me, man. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I was just like, got in the car and uh, it was it was like right after it was right after the uh, women's only uh, pay per view, Evolution or whatever it's called. Yeah. Yeah. So I figured, okay, that's a good starting point. Talked to her for about that for maybe five minutes, maybe. Sat in silence for about 20 minutes. Then she called her mom and uh, then called the airline to book her flight for her mom somewhere. And then we were at the place and I never talked to her again. <laughs> Me either. Yeah. <laughs> I think she went to sushi with Eric Taylor or something, though. I, she might have. Right, can you blame her? Eric Taylor's an attractive man and sushi to boot. Uh, Derek, who are some of the people... You've you've been in there with some some uh, random ones. Joe Gertner, the same thing. The piggyback off of what Duke was saying from the same night. Joe Gertner was um, the Weird World and PME's special ring announcer against me and the production. 
So Joel was pretty cool. Um, he gave me some good feedback. I just remember him coming up to me and going, I haven't eaten all day. And I said, well, why not? Like, <laughs> what, what? I didn't know. Are you in charge of that? Yeah, I didn't know I was supposed to feature too. But He was a character. Um, he asked me like all my backstory and my wrestling character, and I told him like I'm a movie director. Um, so then he did his whole shtick. And then afterwards, he gifted me his neck brace. Oh, really? Yeah, he gave That's me his cool. neck brace, and then he uh, wrote this giant, like, Joel Gertner intro on an 8x10 for me. That's pretty uh, cool. <laughs> the, to recite it, I mean, it's classic Joel Gertner. He goes, you are the worst director than, or he was like, it says something like, you are a terrible director, but your mother cannot get me any more erector. Oh, my God. <laughs> Joel Gertner. So it hangs uh, pretty prominently in my office. Right next to the picture of your mom? <laughs> right next oh, to my mother, God. yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. We're watching Royal Rumble 97, and... The luchadors are eliminating themselves. They just eliminated themselves. Classic. What, what other guy? What, what guys have you gotten in there and, and, and tangled with? The franchise you get in there? Shane Douglas, yeah. So my dad um, loves Shane Douglas. his favorite wrestler of all time. Um, I have an ape, or a picture with him when I was a child. My dad took me to Hardcore Homecoming, and my dad would, still has it in his wallet. He carries it around. They gave out about fucking 700 comps for Hardcore Homecoming. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We were, Biggins think, showed up at my house. He had a fucking... That's one of the first times I ever hung out with Biggins was he got a bunch of, he got a bunch of fucking Hardcore Homecoming comps, and he brought them over to my house. We um we were sitting like ringside and then I met Shane Douglas and my dad like took a like a disposable camera picture of us so he carries it still in his wallet to this day. That's pretty cool. And we used to work at like the same hospital together. Um, you and Shane Douglas. Me and my dad. Me and my oh. dad. And my dad would still like show people this picture of me being eight years old to like nurses in the hospital. Like, hey, you know my son? This is my son. But franchise. But clearly, I'm a grown ass man. Um, but yeah, so my dad was real pumped to see that. Shane Douglas was cool. Um, I was very nervous getting in there with him because right before we hit the ring, his uh, lace on his wrestling boot broke and he had a classic meltdown backstage and he was screaming and swearing. And then he was just complaining about how they don't make them like they used to and how the shoelaces. He's talking about you as a wrestler. <laughs> I know, I know. Uh, me, me and Ziggy. Um, but then he's talking about these laces, going crazy, and I just keep looking at the Duke. And I'm like, all right, here we go. <laughs> and then we go out there and we just have this match. It was pretty cool. Um, that was a good one. Didn't uh, was, wasn't, your, wasn't your dad there too? Yeah, my dad was there. He was like real pumped. Um, he was happy to see me wrestle, but I think he was even more happier to meet Shane Douglas. I think that was like probably the highlight. I, not even to watch me wrestle, just to meet Shane Douglas. Yeah, that when when I worked him, I don't, I don't. You I wrestled don't, Shane Douglas. Yeah, we, uh, me and Eric against Wes and, and Shane Douglas. At, oh, a that, couple years ago for somebody, so, somebody canceled or something. He he wrestled and just did. I was gonna say he, he I don't know. Was he like a last minute uh, call or something? Yeah, because I don't know if he even had gear on. And he, he I know, didn't wrestle in gear, but no. like he definitely knew he was wrestling. But I think he wanted it to be like, oh, I'm, well, it was a street fight. I'm coming from the table. But he, he he did. He came from the back, and it was just like he, he wrestled in like North Carolina blue, like yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, shorts. Yeah, yeah. It was. He was like so. He was so like disinterested in. Not that he wasn't into the match, but he was just like it's a street fight, you know. Whatever. He's like no thumbtacks. You know, he had rules of what not to do, but other than that, but I will say that he basically wanted me to beat the shit out of him the whole time we were we were out there. Like he, I was giving him stuff and he just didn't want it. He was just like, he's like, no, hit me, hit me. And so I was like, all right, man, whatever. Um, and then you know we made sure we got his finish in, and and that was it. But yeah, Shane Douglas is like one of the, like, you know, low key like one of the fucking coolest locker room guys. That that we've ever had. He just sits and and just fucking tells fucking stories, and uh, he just like loves just sitting in the back and fucking you know talking shop. I wish that we could probably book him a little bit more, but you know, I I know you can, but like you you can and you can't. You know what I mean? Like you don't want to you don't want to go to that uh, that well too too many times, I suppose, right? But uh, who else you been in there with, Derek? 
Shane Douglas was one. Max Caster was cool. Oh, what about what about Tra- no Tracy Smothers? Oh yes, Tracy. <laughs> Tracy was great. So that was a big, um, like personally, like it was something huge for me. But I was real nervous with Tracy. I think that was Tracy's last AIW match. Yeah, Tracy and Guido. It was their last tag team match in AIW. Um, I was real nervous about it because obviously I grew up watching Tracy, and I know he's like you know a staple on any independent wrestling show. Dude, like, I, you know, not to cut you off, but I've been doing this Cleveland All Pro project, and like, there's fucking tapes from Tracy wrestling in Cleveland in like 1997. Mm-hmm. Cleveland All Pro, like that is just that's just crazy. In like my fourth maybe wrestling match ever, it was less than ten. I had to wrestle Tracy uh, for a belt, and it was it was a. Uh, Open like it was up in the air. Bell it was vacant, and he had come from Pittsburgh that day with him and oh god, I I think one time maybe, and then uh, a couple other guys all came from Pittsburgh to wrestle in this at the show at night, and I was scared to death because I knew Tracy was a shooter, and I was just like I just do not want to make a mistake, and and he had to put me over for a for a freaking championship, and. It was he was super cool. He knocked the wind out of me once with uh, his fucking hands, his fucking uh, palm, str- palm strikes yeah. straight hit me right in the fucking xiphoid process and just <laughs> knocked all the wind out of me. And but I calmed down because Tom Dunn fucked up. And so he was yelling at Tom Dunn the whole time I had him in like a chin lock. And I'm like, oh, good. He's going to kill Tom Dunn. I'm off the hook. And so then we just finished and got through it. And then I, I think he calmed down after the match, but I'm pretty sure he said something to Tom afterwards too because I was trying to cheat and Tom was looking at me instead of him. And he's like, look at me, you dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was classic Tracy. <laughs> yeah, fucking uh, – how was your Tracy experience, Derek? Uh, Tracy was cool. I was real nervous, like I said. Um, prior to the match – he just started like calling this crazy match to me with all these crazy spots, and I'm standing there and like I'm low key freaking out about it. How long had you been in at this point? Um, this is probably like three years in the AIW, so okay. maybe like not too long. Gotcha. Yeah, it was at the okay, brewery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and like the the art of calling a wrestling match in the ring is like really hard. Mm-hmm. And so like I'm like freaking out thinking about this because I know he's a shooter, like Duke just said. And so it was a tag match. So I look over like Tracy also has this walking stick. He's yeah. just walking around with this stick, and he told me that he <laughs> slipped in dog pee earlier in the day, earlier in the day, and he hurt his right leg. And he goes, "Hey, oh we're- my god, I forgot about the hiccups." <laughs> so, I think I'm trying to think of the time frame here. So, I think that we maybe did Mania weekend the month before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I remember being backstage at GCW or whatever, and he. Could, there's a picture of me actually like talking to Tracy and NWO Sting is in the shot. Yeah. <laughs> and Tracy's telling me this elaborately. He's like, ah, John, you ain't going to believe it. I slipped in dog piss. And like, he's like, I can't eat. I, I, they want me to work, you know, and I, I know I got to come in for you next month, but I slipped in this dog. I can't be doing too much, you know. <laughs> I slipped in this dog piss. So he's he has this walking stick, and it's not even like a, um, it's not a crutch, it's not a cane, yeah. it's like a Lord of the Rings stick. <laughs> like like a, I feel that like yeah, like it was like a tree branch. <laughs> yes, it, it was literally like a tree branch that like blew off a tree in a storm. Not for all for all my for all my D and D friends out there that listen to this, it would be as if he broke it and all of the spells inside of it came out at once. Because as we all know, when a mage is about to die, <laughs> they break their walking stick to let out all their spells. <laughs> that picture of you backstage too with the with the fake Sting and Tracy is like an all timer wrestling photo. I, when that picture happened with Thorn, I do believe Just Incredible was maybe like. Five. Five to ten feet away, because I remember <laughs> as this frame. was happening, like I was. MJF is also in the room next to where Thorne was talking. So like the amount of people that were in this vicinity of this picture, yeah. is insane. Because it was after, it was during the clusterfuck or whatever, right? When everyone's uh, like, all the names are in there. What are we looking for? Pen or paper? I got oh, he, Duke needs some paper so we can draw some names. 
Yeah, so go on, go on though, about your uh, Tracy slipped and dog so piss. So he calls all this, this crazy match, and he's telling me that he can't walk because he slipped and dog piss. And he goes, hey, we are going to predominantly work my right leg. And I go, Tracy, in wrestling, you know, you work the left side always. He goes, nah, we're going to work the marks. <laughs> and I go, okay, sure. That's and, also very much Tracy. And then he tells me, he's like, all right, so he plans this match, and he's like, in the middle of this match, you're going to look at me, and you're going to spit in my face, and you're going to call me an old bastard. Oh, no. And I go, in my head, I've heard from multiple people, like, never call Tracy's mother's old. So as we're going in the match, this is jump, let's jump forward in the match. As I do it, I call him old, and I spit at him. And before the spit even hits him, he slaps me so hard in the face. <laughs> and then he throws me in the buckles, and he gives me that Tracy combo. And I'm like, okay, okay, this is rough, this is rough. As soon as he hits that the backhand, back the backhand, he blasted me in the ear, and he blew my eardrum out in the middle of the match. But I want to jump back to still planning. So we're calling this crazy stuff. Tracy then hobbles away because he has to go pee, which in reality, he just takes a few steps over, and he just pees in a cup right next to me. Um, so he's just peeing, and then Guido pulls me aside, and Guido goes, don't remember any of this stuff. He's not going to do any of it in the ring. And I'm, like, freaking out even more because now I'm, like, Tracy's telling me one thing. Guido's telling me another thing. And Guido goes, just listen to me, kid. We'll be fine. Guido, who had been drinking all day. All day. Yes. <laughs> all day. And then I go, okay. It's a day that ends in and now I'm, like, freaking out even more. And then, like, I'm walking around because, you know, we talk. Don't want to bother him. I look over at him. Tracy's peeing again and guido is sleeping he fell in a asleep, bench like sleeping like old man style or, like or <laughs> like head bent over the bench that he's sleeping in and i'm just thinking like oh man here we go so then the match happens and tracy does some of his classic tracy stuff which offends some people and as he's doubling down on it thorn me and me and thorn make eye contact and thorn just starts waving his hands no <laughs> And I just go over and I punch Tracy in the head, which did not do anything because then he just started punching me in the head. Oh my God. And then Danhausen pops up on the apron and then Danhausen gives me a kiss on my forehead and it just intensifies everything even more. And it was great. And then there was like a dive that Tracy's daughter. Like, she's like, I'm going to do this dive to you guys. Just catch me. It'll be like a dive through the ropes. So I'm stepped out to catch a dive. And she comes running, and she does a drop kick through the ropes, which is not what she said. And she just splats on the ground. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, then they, and then staying alive by the Bee Gees hits, and then they just start dancing. Dance off, yeah. Oh, boy. I always love Tracy because every time after the first time. Oh, is that Terry Funk? Yes. Oh, I owe you one, Terry, in the afterlife. Um, this is an audio podcast. They can't see what we're watching. What's that? They can't see what we're watching. We told them we were watching old Royal Rumble. Um, I always liked Tracy because after the first time I worked him, every time he saw me after that, he called me Little Vader, and I thought that was cool. Little Vader. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of, some of the other. I mean, we had uh, Wrestle Rager is always a good one. We had uh, Sandman. Uh, who was who was cool to work with that day? Um, that day. Well, because he day, he was day. he was sober. He didn't want to he didn't want to do anything with beer. And I remember he spit the beer in my face, and I was like, "Well, just drink it, but don't or put it in your mouth, but don't swallow it." And sure enough, he did it. And he caned me a couple times, and that was the great uh, Grandma Sing uh, video of him drinking pouring, the beer, drink chugging that beer, and. Uh, but he was cool. Raven was weird as hell, but he was he was. Did cool. you wrestle Raven? Yeah, we did a six man. <laughs> you wrestled him? Yeah. He gave me the fucking DDT into rem- the chair. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> yeah, he, it was me and the boys against Weird World and Raven. Raven was doing commentary, and then got in the ring and gave me the fucking uh, drop down on the chair. Raven, Raven's another. Yeah, wrestle no wrestler is for quote the Raven nevermore. Oh, did we call that? Yeah. Raven killed me when he was doing commentary because he was starting making fun of Mikey Montgomery's tights because they were baggy. And he yeah. goes, I've never seen baggy spandex on a human being before. <laughs> and, then, and then he goes, and then World, uh, Worldwide gave all of us choke slams. And he's like, why did the big guy get up the highest for that choke for that choke slam? He's like, what's wrong with you two? <laughs> yeah, Raven's another guy that's like, you just like love having him around. Like you wish you could have him around a little more. 
like, well, he's not here, but we, somebody has to be uh, Sam Holloway's proxy and tell that Raven story. So, I was just going to say, so Sam, is, I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, Thorne, because I do believe I know it, but Sam was driving Raven around, and Raven gets into his car, and he goes, hey, I'm hungry, kid. Can you take me to Taco Bell? So they go to Taco Bell, and Raven orders a whole bunch of food. And as they get, pull up to the window, Raven goes, I can't get into my, po- my wallet because my hip's bad. I can't get my money out. And Sam or pays his for knee it. or something. Yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. He's so like, then, I can't reach to my wallet. So Sam, <laughs> Sam then you know, pays for Raven's meal. And now he gets his food. They drive to the hotel. And Raven then gets out no, of the car. He co- says... In the line, he says, I'll get you at the hotel. Yeah, he's, he, all right, so he does tell Sam that you get him at the hotel. And so Sam thinks, you know, I'm going to get reimbursed in, you know, five minutes when we get back to the hotel. So Raven then gets out of the car, and he go, looks at Sam and goes, hey. he re- Well, he looks at Sam, and then he reaches like he's go- getting his wallet out. And then he says, thanks for the ride, kid. It <laughs> <laughs> leaves. It's... And this is the show was in Youngstown, and Raven was staying in Cleveland. And Sam then drives all the way back to Youngstown because Raven left while the show was still going on. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Which, so Sam, like, they leave, like, after intermission, and then Sam drives all the way back. So this is a two-hour round trip. So Sam has an hour to stew about this whole thing. And he doesn't even really know who Raven is anyway. So he's like, <laughs> this fucking guy... <laughs> I'm driving around, stiffed me on $27. Well, also, he stopped at a gas station to get ice cream, and Sam also had to pay for that for some reason. Yes. Sam also had to pay for his ice cream for some reason. But there's a happy ending. But there is a happy ending. So Sam Holloway comes back to the West Side Bowl. He's furious. And he is furious. He is just motherfucking raving to no end. <coughs> and uh, I go, Sam, this is like the best. Like, this is such a great story. It, like, what did it cost you? 20 bucks? You could tell this story forever. Raven fucking fucked you over on some fucking Taco Bell money. But he just keeps saying, he keeps going, fuck that guy. Yeah. Not even like he's Raven, like, like, fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's all mad. And then uh, the next day... Wes Barkley is driving Raven to the airport, and he picks him up, and he get he drops him off at the airport, and then uh, he gives like he gives Wes like a fifty or something. He goes, oh, I forgot to give that kid his money back for the Taco Bell. Make sure you give it to him." <laughs> so now Sam feels like a real piece of shit, which is probably all by design by Raven. You know, <laughs> no, like Raven like psychologically fucking Sam Holloway to where. He knew that he was going to hate him, and then he paid him back even more money than he owed him. So now Sam is going to feel like the piece of shit. <laughs> like as, I, as he should, as he should. <laughs> I think this was. I think that was by design. Raven's yeah. design was. Oh, Raven's make, just very. Ask him. He's a very smart man. He'll tell you. I know he. He's like a. What is he like? Mensa. He's like Mensa or something. It doesn't take that much, but yeah. <coughs> well, all you got to do is pass the test. Well, he passed the test. That's all I know. He brought his own Roku. Remember that, Lauren? <laughs> yeah, he packs his, he, he travels with his own Roku box. <laughs> was there a TV at the West Side Bowl he could use or no? He was very happy because the hotel I had him staying at oh, the hotel. Huh? had TVs with USB ports in it. Oh, so thank he, God. He's like, yeah, you know, you get, just got your own shit on your own Roku. So, I, just, you know, he's like... I was like, well, it must not have been America's best value then. You, but like most, like you could log into your shit. You know, he's like, ah, I don't want to fuck with that. I just bring my, I just bring it with me. What was he telling us that he watched? He or- was watching, like he was watching, like uh, like Taiwanese kickboxing and like betting on it. Like he was betting on some like crazy underground fighting. Wait, you can bet on that? <laughs> Is it on my MGM app? Because I might get in on that. No, I think it's only on his Roku his that Roku. he packs with him. And then he'd be like, he'd like be like, uh, <laughs> like he'd ask me, like, what do you, you watch Bellator? I'm like, no, not really. And then be like, oh. And then be like, check this out. I'm betting on this fight in Taiwan right now. And it's nothing to do with Bellator <laughs> at all. I think he was online gambling too, like playing poker as well. Yeah, he was like, ah, you know, I didn't really sleep last night. I was playing poker all night. Yeah, he's just a wild man. He's a wild card. Raven is a wild card. I love him. He had those boots on. Classic. 
Yeah, he wears those moon boots everywhere now. Because his reasoning is... Oh, you got an answer? <laughs> I would never yes. have asked I asked him. I go, Raven, what's up with these boots, dude? And he's like, you had... Kid? This refers to me as kid. Kid, you got to look like a superstar when you walk through an airport. You see when I'm what? walking... Yeah, yeah. He's like, you see when I'm walking through the airport with these boots, people look at me. And they go, man, that guy is a superstar. Look at those boots. <laughs> they go, why the fuck is this guy wearing these boots? <laughs> yeah, because he wears them in like the dead of summer. It was like June. They're, they're fur boots. And he had his fit. His fit was top tier. It was fur boots, like a Hawaiian button-up shirt, and these giant girl glasses, like sunglasses, like giant glasses. Yeah, he wears like like grandma glasses. Yeah, Raven is. We should bring Raven back. We're, we haven't had Raven in Akron. Maybe we should bring Raven to Akron. Please. I love that. Sam, that's actually close to Sam, but Sam has to drive Raven all around. That'd be so funny. <laughs> what about uh, who else? You, Paul London. What, what was your oh, first Paul London experience like? Paul London. I love him. He's one of my guys. I talk to him almost every day. Paul, um, you booked us in that scramble match. It was me. Um, it was me, Wes Barkley, Paul London, Joey Janela. Wild match. Um, before, you know, Joey's Joey's a wild card. But Joey comes up to me and he goes, we're going to get Paul to do some stuff. And I'm like, all right. So then I was like stressed. So I talked to you, Thorne. I'm like, how do we handle this? And you go, just let Joey talk. He'll work his magic. Yeah, you just got to let Joey do his thing. Like, that's like Joey just like I I don't I I don't know if I would call it a magic touch, but like it's just like Joey just says, no, we're doing this. And like they listen to him. No, that's that's what it was, because at first, like Joey first pitched some stuff to him. He's like. Paul at the time was. Um, I remember when we booked Scott Norton against Joey Janela, which Scott Norton was like, "Who the fuck is this kid?" <laughs> you know, he was like, "What the fuck?" He thinks he's coming in. He's gonna be wrestling fucking Messiah, giant Baba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He thinks he's. He's like looks at Joey. Janela, Who the fuck is this kid? And then like Janela called all this shit where he threw him through tables and stuff. And then he goes, "John, Joey can go, brother." <laughs> Joey can go. I'll never forget that. Joey can go, brother. Joey can go. He's a big fan of corned beef hash, Scott I love, Norton. I love but, that. Uh, yeah, so that so Scott Norton, that's why Joey Janelle is thrown into the mix because uh, I knew if uh, he was going to get Paul London going. Uh, so Paul was, like, very nervous before the match because, you know, he hasn't wrestled in a while. And I remember, like, you were looking at his cage match, and he, like, didn't wrestle for a few months he before. He acting. He was in that, was it, my, my, the child my, ba- snatcher. my babysitter, the kidnapper the, or something. Baby snatcher. That's the, what it was called. They had to rename it because certain markets you can't have a movie called Baby Snatcher. He told me it's on, Amazon, it's on Amazon Prime because he, he sent it to me the other day because I brought it up to him, and he said it's – it, they they had a title they had a title change because it's on uh, it's on Amazon Prime right now. I'm gonna. What was it called? It was called like my babysitter, the child murderer, or something. <laughs> now it's on Amazon Prime. It's called Maternal Sin. Yeah, that's it. It's nearly the same. Same. I watch, I watch a movie called My Babysitter, the Murderer. Yeah, something like that. But go on. Uh, so so we're in the back, and Joey pitches these wild things at Paul. And at first, Paul's like, no, we're not doing it. And then we like the show starts, and then we start calling it. And then it goes from Joey just pitching it to Joey telling Paul he's going to do this stuff. And then Paul just immediately <laughs> agrees to it, like a magic touch. And so Joey can go, brother. So then we're like out there, and then like we're calling all this stuff. And like Paul was like already talking to me throughout the day. So he, like, he came in the night before for a seminar, and I hung out with him all night. And so I hook, like, and this is the match that's happening. I hook him for a German suplex. And I just give him like a, you know, really, really nice German suplex. But Paul London jumps as high as he can. And then he lands on his head. And as he's like rolling to his feet, he looks at me. And in my head, I'm freaking out that I just killed Paul London, you know, WWE legend. He looks at me and he winks his eye and he falls down. And I'm like, this guy is nuts. And then we're fighting in the crowd. And is then that, is that the the picture that goes around from the German that yeah. I forget who took that Pollyanna did Polly okay yeah Jake because that is that's a great photo I'm sure people know what we're talking about because that's, yeah. everyone says it but he like he as he was looking at me he gave me a little wink and I'm like all right Paul London is next level uh, then we start brawling around in the crowd and you know it's just going crazy 
We're just going crazy. Joey's hitting me with walkers. I fucking jam a hot dog in Joey's mouth. Um, Paul Lennon then takes me, and he puts me in this sleeper hold on the outside, and he's choking me out, and then he starts, you know, singing a little lullaby to me in my ear as he has me in a sleeper. <laughs> and then he that's, l- that's how you get make sure the the move works. You get a rising of the sleep. He did. Like he covered. He covered my eyes, so he has me in the sleeper hold, and then he puts his hand over my eyes. And he goes, time to go to sleep. And then, <laughs> and then he lays me down. And it was fans bring the weapons, some, some match on the card or something. So some fan brought a pillow, and there was just a pillow. So then he put my head on the pillow in the crowd. He put me to sleep. And then Joey goes over and starts messing Paul London up. And I'm like on the cell. And all of a sudden, I see Paul London with this bag of garbage. And he, he pulls it out. And he smokes me with this bag of garbage so hard. And then he smokes Shoot Joey. Shoot garbage. Shoot garbage. This isn't gimmick garbage. And he hits Joey Glass with it. Glass bottles in it. Because that was the first time. Because that's almost kind of big, big, became a spot that he's done now at other indies. And we AIW, when he hit you with that, was a real shoot garbage. Yes. Like that just came out of the trash. Yes. And as I was laying there, he picks up the bag and he starts whipping it around his head. <laughs> and the audible shriek of the crowd People as the running. water. People were running. It, there is water exploding <laughs> out of this. So it's water, beer, soda, remnants of Chipotle from the students getting it earlier yeah. in the day, just flying all around. And then, you know, match ends. <laughs> match ends. You would have thought the boogeyman was throwing shoot worms at the crowd with how they reacted. <laughs> For sure. And the match ends, and we go in the back, and Paul Lennon comes up to us, and he goes, guys, you reignited my love of wrestling. He gives me and Wes Barkley this big hug, and he goes, I love you, too. You guys made me love wrestling again. Oh, and then he starts telling us these crazy WWE road stories. If you ever listen to a Paul Lennon shoot, you've heard him, but hearing them straight from him yeah. is next level. Uh, but he's so he's such a good storyteller. Like when he tell like it's it's I could listen to him forever. It's great. I love him. Um, but we go out and then I, that's another story for another day. But I love Paul London. Yeah, Paul. Uh, you know, we're gonna probably work Paul in a couple times a year until he signs that big has that big Hollywood break. You know, <laughs> more Amazon Prime movies. What, what gotta get that sequel? That's, yeah. that's what he needs. He needs that sequel money. Babysitter Killer Two. I'm, dude, the, it was the, like more babysittier or whatever. whatever I don't know. What, whatever the. What, <laughs> What whatever the original name is was so fucking funny, and it was it's like, way better than maternal sin or whatever the fuck that was called. I'm pretty sure it's something baby snake. It's like my babysitter, the the baby kidnapper killer or something. It's like something okay, I don't think it's thing. that because that title's terrible because it doesn't flow. I don't know. Somebody's got to look it up. But it, <laughs> like I had to ask him about it immediately. I was like, "Tell me about this movie." <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's about this babysitter who kills a baby. What about uh, did you, have, did you get any any randoms in like jailets or anything like that? I mean, I have no notes. We're very unprepared. I mean, we did Chavo this year. I got to work with Chavo. Chavo was cool. Um, he was. We were calling everything, and of course, you know, I'm trying to get Chavo work. Guerrero made me drink tequila at the after party. But I oh, was like, Chavo Guerrero is a fucking partier. I was he like, you can't party. I was like, I can't not drink a shot of tequila with Chavo. I think you know? I did too. And I was just like, I was oh. like, I hate doing shots. I was like, I, but I guess you got to do it with Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. Tequila is like a liquor that I will not drink. I don't, I don't care I don't if like it's it free, either. whatever. Yeah. There was not a chance in hell. I was going to be like, no, no tequila no, for me, Chavo. You, <laughs> yeah, member no. of the greatest wrestling family of all time or one of them. No, thank you, sir. Yeah. But he was cool because we were calling stuff and he just goes, they were like, oh, yeah, then you do this. And he looks at me, he goes, he goes, are you a worker? I said, well, I'm not as active as I used to be, but yeah, I'm a worker, Chavo. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll get, I'll get you what you need. Don't worry <laughs> about it. But then I found out we're the same age, <laughs> which is, I was just like, ooh, because <laughs> he's flying all over the place. Yeah, I'm like, I'm. He said something, and I said, well, I'm 52 also, Chavo. So you know, I don't know, but yeah. Um, but he was he was cool. There was another one uh, before we wrap it up. We're getting pretty close to the start of the rumble here, but. Uh, Chase, you got to work Carlito uh, at the Youngstown show. That was pretty cool for you, I know, right? It was fucking incredible. And I am DB is saying it was my best friend, the Baby Snatcher, 2023. So my best friend, the Baby. My snatcher? best friend, the Baby Snatcher. Okay. Yeah. All right. It's not terrible. There's no, no bad words in there. Yeah. Or, 
no murder or anything. It is a fascinating synopsis, but uh, Carlito was absolutely insane. Because so to rewind a little bit, I'm landscaping in the middle of the day. It's like 1 p.m. and I'm waiting for my guy to come back with a truckload of mulch or something. And Thorne randomly sends me a picture of Carlito, and I just instantly was like, "No fucking way! Like this is happening! Like we're gonna bring him in! That's awesome!" And then when he said that we're doing it for Youngstown, uh, excitement was just through the roof at that point. Because I was watching Carlito in 2005 when I was 10 years old and when I first found wrestling. So to be able to like share the ring with him was sweet. To share a Red Bull with him was even better. And then when we toasted apples at the very end, like Stone Cold and the beers, uh, was the coolest fucking thing in the world to me. And then I got to work with Paul London the next week in a tag team match too, which is getting paid in dreams, brother. Carlito <laughs> so was fucking sweet. Was he signed right before that or right after that? Right like, before that, Like right? the week of, there was news that he was going to back to the WWE. Yeah. And I was like, man, was I may he, be one How was of, he with doing things? Like, was, so chill yeah. uh, from start to finish. He was real open to ideas. Um, Lewis Linden was the one who pretty much like uh, chatted him up like the most uh, in like certain pitch and things. And Carlita was like real chill. Everything that he like called and wanted to do was like just straight out of the 2005 playbook. Um, didn't need to do a whole lot either. And then uh, I mean, everything that he did worked though. And plus we, we brought around for quite a while before we even got back into the ring, um, worked the rest of the heat into the comeback. And then it was like one, two, three after that. Uh, super impressed that I was able to pull off the shooter <laughs> without smashing my head on the uh, disco ball that was right above that corner. So to get his uh, approval and thumbs up was, man, so fucking cool. I'm very sad the original promo you and Paul London cut. Yeah. Prior to the tag match. Yeah. That promo was so good. It was so long, but Six so minutes good. of chaos. Uh, the Cosmic Cactus or whatever he's called himself. <laughs> yep. If you've never witnessed... Paul London, like you've all seen Paul London promos. If you've never witnessed one being shot, you're missing out, man. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you are missing out. Because Thorne asked Duke and I to, you know, help oversee some of the promos. Uh -huh. <laughs> we were just standing there listening to this go on and on. Him, look, he's looking at himself in the mirror doing not so much self-affirmations, but like, questioning his manhood and questioning like like what just a full-on conversation like, with himself what are you doing man <laughs> it was so weird what questioning his former tag team partners yeah 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 yes very much so and it was it was freaking wild it was wild um and then the audio guy it's like something jacked up on yeah him. so like oh, when the show goes on at 7 30 uh, it's seven twenty at this point, and I realized that I have no audio for the six-minute promo that we just cut. So I went and found him again. I was like, "Hey, we got to do this real quick, like one more time, and we can't do six minutes, so it's got to be less." And then it turned out to be like four minutes. So it was still really, really long. But. The original one, though, for the people that was there, it was me, you, Paul. Who else was uh, in the room? Caleb was filming. Yeah, he Duke. shot it. I think um, it was just us yeah. there, and it was okay. Top tier. Um. So I definitely insane moment. I love that moment. <laughs> like I sit back and like certain things like that or being able to team with Carlito or we talked about Ricky the Dragon earlier and he like commented on the match that I was in and March uh, in Akron for that show. And just like the fact that he approved it, like some of the stuff that happens, man, I just sit back and go like, I'm just some fucking kid from Youngstown. Like it's the crazy. the fact that, yeah, it's so crazy and so surreal that a lot of the stuff. I has think ever we're happened. lucky because so wild. I mean, we're batting. Probably nine fifty when it comes to bringing people in that are like super cool mm -hmm. and don't really have chips on their shoulders and will do you know will help us out if it's hey can you do a promo hey can you do something hey can you and they're just like yeah it's cool hey can you go out there after your meet and greet or whatever they're, everybody's been you know super cool with the exception of only one person I can think of that doesn't who, need who can you think of I, it it kills me that I have to say it every fucking time. But Vader. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I love that guy so much. Applebee's I, Vader. I, I have, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have a move set. And it's just like, and he was such a dick. And I, it kills me that I have to say that out loud. But he's the only one I can think of. The only of. other, like, he, he ended up being like awesome. But when uh, Time Rogers was like, I, I, I do no jobs. I ain't starting tomorrow. 
I start tomorrow. Tommy Rich. He, he busted out that gear. I've never seen him in gear like that. He had like red cake pads on. Tommy Rich? Yeah. Um, I ain't do no jobs, you know. I ain't starting tomorrow. One person I want to bring up, though, about this, and it's maybe the my one of my favorites, uh, Thorne, you made me um, have duty of, you know, liaison and uh, Masato Tanaka around. Oh, yeah. And that's so crazy to me. Uh, but Masato uh, doesn't speak English. So Thorne sort of just had me buddy him around all weekend. So he came in, he went to the school. He's just a happy, you know, old man. And Masato loves sheets. Well, he kept saying to me, Wawa. And I go, we don't have Wawa. And then he would go, Wawa, louder. And I'm like, we do not have Wawa. And then so it would be like a dude, where's my car situation? ECW, man. They had Wawa's. <laughs> he just says it louder yes. like you didn't hear. Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you not know when you can't speak the language that's what you do? Like when you're in Mexico and you go, Uno Biro, and you just put an O on everything and say it loud? That's what you're supposed to do. So we go to Sheets every day. So he was with us for like four days. So every single day we'd go to Sheets. But then like when we would stand up to, you know, the touchscreen to order, like I thought he can't read. So he's just like looking at me. So then I have to like go, do you want sandwich? And he would nod yes. So then we'd have this thing every single day. So I'd click his sandwich, and then I'd go, what do you want? And he goes, what you like? And I go, I don't like vegetables. And then he, every day he would point to lettuce and go, no. And I go, no. And then he would He'd go down every vegetable. Every, every, yo, every selection, like to lettuce, tomato, onion, grilled onions, pico de gallo. In two months, we're going to get a bulletin. It's breaking news. Masato Tanaka dead of a heart attack because he wouldn't eat vegetables. No, me. No, he was asking he Derek. Was asking me if he I was like asking Derek day. what vegetables he will eat. And yeah. he went through the whole screen. Every day. So I thought he was asking, no, no, no. Should I get lettuce? You're like, no. no. He, he would. Yeah. No, 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 no. He would, but he would get like a breakfast sandwich. And he just wanted a breakfast sandwich, and then he would load it up with everything. Like, uh, bake, he would get a bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich, but then he would add steak to it and an extra egg, yeah. and then he would want... But no, they, listen, he would want lettuce, tomato, onion, grilled onions, pico de gallo, um, oil, vinegar, salsa, everything. Salsa. Have, you seen, have you seen the food in Japan? He's probably freaking out because he doesn't. He has all these choices. You mean I can eat something besides fish sure, or rice? Did, didn't he traffic protein bars back with him? Yes. So every every time he we went to Sheets, he would get Fit Crunches, and he was like, "Which one's good?" Shout I, out to my guy Robert Irvine. Yes, and so he would just get a Fit Crunch. I, well, I bought him a Fit Crunch bar because I had one in my car when we went when I got him from the airport. He gave he gave me some personally, Robert, Robert Orton. Yeah. We'll be fine. We're talking about Masato Tanaka here. Uh, so, so the only so before the one story that I remember is uh, fucking. Uh, he goes, uh, I want cheesesteak. Yes, cheesesteak. Yes. So we go, okay. And I go, someone take him to get a cheesesteak. And he goes, uh, I just walk. And it was, it was like by the temple, and like he was gonna walk to like such a bad area. Yes. Yeah, because it was like a two mile. But it was like a two-mile walk. He's like, I just walk. And Derek's like, no, uh, bad neighborhood over there. He goes, uh, ECW. No, he goes, he goes, I go, no. I go, no, no. I go, bad neighborhood. And he goes, no, good. And I go, bad. And he goes, Philadelphia, number one. And I go, what? And I go, no, bad area. And he goes, cheesesteak, good. And I go, Philadelphia, number one. And I go, what? I go, no. And he's like, cheesesteak, good. And then he pulls out his phone. He pulls out his phone, and it's like, it's like juicy bees cheesecake or cheese steaks. And I'm like, dude, like, no, you are it's not like a going gas there. station on like gas station cheesesteaks. <laughs> do, do, do you think he was trying to tell you that like he's been around Philadelphia, like that's number one crime or like he can handle himself? Or? I'm guessing he thought he was in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. And I have it on good authority being a wrestling fan that it is, in fact, Iran that is number one. <laughs> Not Philadelphia. <laughs> he probably thought Tony Lukes was around the corner. He, yeah. dude, he. I was like, no, no, no. And then finally, day two came, and I'm like, well, can someone please take him to get a cheesesteak? And then like, multiple people took him to get a cheese steak. And then after the show, when I was driving, he's like, ah, look. And he had three <laughs> to four different places of cheesesteaks. Yeah, I think Kaplan's got him a Mr. Hero. Somebody else got him one from somewhere else. <laughs> He was so yeah, because I heard him say he goes, Mister Hero. He just kept saying yes, Mister Hero. Yes, I was like, yes. This is incredible. Mister <laughs> Hero, number one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, let's be real. Mr. Hero is pretty good. Oh, yeah. But it's not number one cheese. <laughs> no, number one Roman burger, maybe, but not number one cheesesteak. Right, right. Uh, all right, well, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. That was uh, kind of just the f- little first part. We'll try to do some we'll, more We'll of these. save the Jeff Jarrett stories for later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll try to maybe do another round two of this. But uh, for everyone here at AIW, for John Thorne, for the Duke, for Derek Dillinger and Chase Oliver, I am Ronald Two Legs. Thanks so much, everybody.